Sonic Collective. My name is Alan, and I'm coming at you from Calgary, Alberta. Joining me today, we've got Darren. Scott, howdy, howdy. And other Scott. <laughs> howdy. Uh, for the month of February, we listened to Van Halen's album, Van Halen. Uh, and now we're going to talk about that. So, um, yeah, this was my pick for February. And I chose it because Van Halen is just a fantastic band. And they kind of um, they kind of created a, a sound that caught on quickly in Southern California. It was like surfer rock almost like a surfer rock revitalization that mixed with other genres like heavy metal and even blues and things like that. So I wanted to uh, take a look at where it all began back in 1978, I think it was. So um, I'm going to throw it over to a good friend in Thailand, Mr. Scott Coates, for his take on this album. Well, it's great you picked me. Uh, I, I mean, I should confess at the beginning that I'm a, a huge Van Halen fan, and I've listened to this album hundreds of times before this review, but I really enjoyed coming back to it. Like the first, I, I guess I like all Van Halen, but the first six Van Halen to me are, are legendary. And going back to this album and listening to it start to finish uh, without stops many times was, was fantastic. Um, you know, I remember distinctly being a little kid and my parents took me over to their friend's house one night and their son, who seemed old, he was probably 12, had a few Van Halen albums and he was like, these guys are hardcore punk, man. And I remember looking at this album cover and seeing, like, just not being able to figure out what it was or guys with long hair. And yeah, I mean, listening to it again, man, these guys like really nailed it like your first song running with the devil it really kind of sets up a nice feel but then your second track eruption i think we don't remember how wild that guitar sound is i've heard a few podcasts where they've talked about eruption and kind of how it just set the music world guitar players on fire like what a statement your second tune you're like eruption um so that's incredible you really got me i like their cover of it but i really find it oddly interesting i'd like to know why they did a cover on their first album because usually bands wait till their third or fourth when they don't have good material to start putting out covers but to choose to do a cover is really interesting but then again van halen did other covers on other later albums so i think in a way they're kind of that kind of high school dance rock band in in many ways and they're a band that bands love to covers still um I love the range of tunes and you know, it's only a 36 minute album and you guys probably get tired of me mentioning it, but it seems like that kind of like 35 to like 42 minutes is a sweet spot for albums. And in that time, like, man, you get like, you know, from the opener there to then, you know, ice cream man towards the end, you get dark moments, you get fast upbeat moments, little dreamer kind of like brings you down a bit. Ice cream man, you know, again, like you kind of like feel good poppy song feel your love tonight and then like on fire they kind of end it with like kind of a kick in the ass again like hey yeah we're a rock band like and to be continued it almost sets you up for like van halen too um and i love michael anthony's backing vocals he's always to me like he has such a high range and when you really listen to him in the back like again i love them they're one of my favorite bands i think this is one of the great 
great debut albums, especially the 70s. So I, I love the whole thing. I don't think there's a deadweight song in here. Every one of them is great. Again, the only one that I like it, but I just wonder why is like, why a cover song in there? And not that I don't like it, but it's so interesting. But I'd love to know how they planned the tracks, the order of them, because I think it really, really flows with great intention, and I love it. So um, who would you yeah. like to go next, Alan? Um, let's pick Let's pick Scott Gregory. But before that, I just want to answer your question because I think I know um, why they did a cover song. And that's because they basically took their live set as a, you know, just rock band who played, they played it like the Whiskey Go-Go or whatever. They uh -huh. took all of that content into the studio with them. So they just kind of like pulled from what they were already playing live in mm -hmm. front of an audience. And that's what they recorded. So. That's okay. probably why there was at least one cover on there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Read the, I read the same, actually. And, and I also heard like they they literally didn't have any other songs. Like they, yeah. they, they needed a couple of covers. And yeah, and the Ice Cream Man set. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like they, yeah, so it's both. They just wanted to, they wanted to come off live and that was the whole goal. And, uh, but then also they literally only knew four or five songs <laughs> and just they wrote a few for this and just got by like, Oh, I okay. got 36 minutes guys. Way to go. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I'm happy to go next because, uh, I think Scott just nailed it on a couple things. Uh, I was kind of in the same boat with him. Uh, I love Van Halen. I believe your exact count of albums takes us right to where Hagar takes over as far as yeah, your bottom yeah. line on how much you enjoy Van Halen. Uh, I'll just come out and say it. I'm not a fan of Van Hagar. I like more David Lee Roth albums than I like Hagar's songs. So uh, I'll just put that on the table. I liked David Lee Roth's solo albums better than I liked Hagar. Like, Interesting. And nothing against him, but we're talking Van Halen is just uh, salt of the earth, get her done rock band. Right, like quintessential, get in there, talk about the beer and the broads and everything in between. And, and ain't talking that, about love, though. Ain't talking about <laughs> love. What is he talking My about? note for that I... is quintessential sexed up rock song. David Lee yep. Roth at 10. Those are my notes on ain't talking about love. But it, it hooked me in, right? Like I was a young guy uh, when this came out, three years old. So I really didn't experience it until a little bit later. Um, but um, it hooked me in, right? And as far as albums, let alone first albums, there's only a couple that have ever really hooked me in the way that this one has. Uh, Core by Stone Temple Pilots, uh, The Blue Album by Weezer, Lungs by Florence and the Machine are, are the only three off the top that I can think of that just, and maybe Oasis. Oasis had a really kick-ass uh, first album too. But just going in, not knowing anything about them, and then just being unable to put down the album, this is like way up there. It just sounded amazing. Um, I too enjoyed Eruption. Uh, I just love good guitar work, right? Like I'm a hardcore guitar rock kind of guy. And this sparked me to go back and, and like I pulled up more Eddie, uh, Angus Young, Steve Vai. I even went down the, a buckethead rabbit hole this month because of it. And this is actually going to inspire my next pick as well, too. Um, Jamie's Crying. I really enjoyed the interplay between the bass and the guitar. I thought they had a little bit of fun there. Uh, it's easy for Eddie to just take over 
And so for the rhythm section to come in and, and really play a more prominent role, uh, that stood out for me on the album. And, and I was with you for Feel Your Love Tonight. I The big call out for me were the backing vocals and how it just felt very rock bandy, right? Like, I, I didn't know any other way to describe it other than I don't know why, but they they just seem really sharp, right? As a band, their backing vocals sound good. I've listened to a bunch of concert um, videos and tapings for them as well, too, and they sound good live. It doesn't sound overproduced or anything like you that. You listen to the videos? That sounds fine. I do. I do listen to the <laughs> videos at work. <laughs> uh, Little Dreamer stood out for me because it was... Uh, I call it a smokier range for David Lee Roth, right? Like he's usually really high in his register, uh, but this is a slower song. And so he came down a little bit and it was a good change of tone and pace on, on the vocals. And they had the background like, Ooh, it was really good. A solid song. Um, I don't know why they covered two songs either. Like I went back and I listened to the original Ice Cream Man and it was like super bluesy compared to what they did here. So I really like that they they did a big change for it. And mm -hmm. and yeah, other than that, On Fire, I called it a jaunty little tune with lots of shrill screaming and plucky <laughs> bass. Good <laughs> riff. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's how I did that one. So overall, yeah, I really loved it. I uh, it was a great ride. I'm glad you picked it. Um, yeah, rock on. Yeah, Darren Scott. Yeah, uh, thanks. I uh, I guess I refer to some of the old guy here. So uh, I I do remember. I, you know, I would have been young. I was quite I guess nine when this came out. But um, I, I remember in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, where I was raised, there was an old home week and the exhibition, basically like the Calgary Stampede here. And I just remember like you'd walk in that midway and that this is the album would just play over and over. And as soon as I hear this album, I'm just like, go right back to that, you know, from, from being a little kid and just remembering it. And it's just like, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And I, I always liked Van Halen. I, I Definitely, I would say Team Van Halen is our team. Uh, David Lee Roth as well over Hagar, but I, I didn't mind the, some of the Hagar Hagar stuff as well. But yeah, this album it, it was uh, super fun, and um, yeah, I like that. Uh, apparently, they originally had a different album cover, and it, w it was uh, uh, they didn't even have David Lee Roth in the front. Rick, it was uh, Alex was in the front, and it was really weird. They were trying to, I guess, make them like the Clash. And they're like, no, we hate it. And they just had a guy, and that was all shot at Whiskey A Go-Go at a concert, like the cover. And I noticed too, and I think I'll post a video of it because funny, I should have brought the album in the room here with me. But they look at the album cover, and you see it. It's just like, they all have like these big phallic symbols. It's just like, you know, the <laughs> guitar's coming out like giant cock. And it's just like, you know, and then you go around. You can't really see Alex, but it's fine, you know. Anthony, it's just like cock bass. And then David Lee Roth doesn't even like pretty, just got the microphone on his cock. And he's just like, yeah, cock rock. Like, it's just fucking fun, man. It's like, yeah, it's just a classic album. Um, yeah, I did look up some funny factoids, I mean, uh, about uh, the band and stuff. But, uh, you know, Eddie was a classically trained pianist. And a lot of people don't realize that. They set him for his guitar, but he, he was actually, you know, basic com composer level on the piano. So, he had a very wow. solid background in music, so it's no doubt. And, and I agree with Scott, when Eruption came out, that was just like a, you know, next level type of thing. And, and realized we were coming out of the Led Zeppelin kind of era where this, these big pro produced, overproduced rock and anthems came out. And, and, and great, like not slighting that, but it was the end of it, that era was kind of, 
fading so to have a band like this come out and just have fun and it's like you could picture they're on the stage nobody thought they would do anything but i think you don't it's like pop music in a way a little bit but it just gave that nice approach for everybody into metal i guess as it were um they were called mammoth before before the name mm. and then they they had to change it i think it was something like somebody else had the band name and uh, it was David Lee Roth that actually came up and said, hey, your last name's cool. Why don't we use that? And they're like, no, it's stupid. Don't, don't do it. So David Lee Roth had to talk them into it. So that's kind of where the name came from. Um, early on, you know. Mammoth X. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw this part or read, sorry, read this part. But apparently early on, because Gene Simmons helped discover them, he found them early and was like, these guys are awesome. Flew them to New York. They recorded a three-song demo that he helped them shop around. Nothing really happened out of that right away, but he had to go on tour. He said, when we come back, uh, I'll try and help you out. But Gene Simmons really helped Van Halen get recognized. But at that time, because of these weird interactions and this new band came out, it was rumored Van Halen was actually kissed without their makeup. Oh, they, they, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that. And if you look at it, like, yeah, so go take a look at them and think, of, like, like, yeah, I could see that. Like, that could be Paul Stanley. That could be, you know, right? Like, it was, but so there was this whole Simmons, conspiracy. Like, with six or something like that? Oh, yeah, I mean. Only with his oh, boots. Oh, yeah, I actually, I think uh, I read somewhere it was actually, I think it was Peter Chris, the drummer. He was like five foot nothing. And they're like, yeah, I know. Like, Alex yeah. Van Halen's like way taller. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's, I thought that was a pretty neat little story. Um, yeah, in general, I mean, loved it. Loved the tunes. I think it flows really well. Like, I agree with Scott. I think it, uh, yeah, whoever designed it and put it together that way, it just like, they just knew, again, to come off live and come like a party and just the whole thing like rocks. Even the, the songs that are a bit different are still fun, right? Like, yeah, so I, I, I think I really like that. I, I think Jamie's crying. I'm sure that's a sample for Funky Cold Medina. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. Yeah. it is the sample from that yeah there we go i was like i know i've heard that before and i don't know why i never put that together oh yeah before. that was a famous one but yeah uh, it cost forty thousand dollars to make and sold 10 million so that's pretty good yeah yeah I'll, I'll finish up here i think um you know what else did i see here i, just, I, I always think it's cool when i think we mentioned this about rush recently that van helm was another band that just split the royalties they were never uh, worried about who wrote what, which is funny because you know the personalities eventually split the band, but mm-hmm. I guess it wasn't really over royalties. One one last fact, and I, I like this, and I think this is where these uh, stories started, where like I only want brown M&Ms in the dressing room. <laughs> so apparently the story is Van Halen would do that because when they first started out, all the local promoters, like it's just, you know, guys that own nightclubs and they uh, or bigger clubs, and they would ask for these things to be ready, and equipment wouldn't be there. So they were always just getting screwed. So they started to put that in the rider because they realized when they got to the event, if they didn't just have brown or no brown in M M&M, and <laughs> that they obviously didn't read the rider, so they knew it would suck. So they would go to them right away, like, "Hey, we know you didn't read any of this." So <laughs> yeah, so that's why I did. So they actually just did it. It was more of just a test to see if actually where they were actually reading their rider and supplying their equipment and everything. Great. There you go. Anyway, yeah, I really loved it. So maybe let's hop back to Alan and uh, into some scores, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with all of you guys as far as um, this feels like a really cohesive album. And it's not one of those ones that's a slog to get through from, you know, track one to track X. It's just kind of a good, solid album the whole way through. And you're better off listening to it in order than having 
having it on shuffle or whatever. Mm. Um, I actually really liked the you got you really got me cover. It reminds me of that old Nissan 300 ZX commercial. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The Barbies or whatever. I remember as a kid I saw that commercial and I had no clue what. I didn't care about cars; they weren't on my radar, but. I remember thinking it was a rad commercial and then I ended up buying one of those cars later on and, and realized, Oh yeah, that's that one. So it's fun. Um, I think my favorite track are actually the covers because ice cream man kind of surprised me when I, the first time I listened through the album and all of a sudden they've got this like, uh, like bluesy sort of tune that doesn't, doesn't really quite fit in with the rest of it. And yet somehow it does like it just, caught me off guard and I think uh David Lee Roth's vocals really shine through on most tracks but especially that one um what I think it was feel your love tonight he even breaks down with like a little barbershop quartet sounding feel riff at one point love tonight yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, it's pretty fun it's pretty fun album to listen to so uh you know I, I expected it to be a good album just based on you know, the, the historicity of it or whatever, how much it influenced bands after the fact, but I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. Um, there wasn't really a single track that I found myself having to skip every time because it was just annoying. So, uh, yeah. Let's uh, maybe talk about the scores. I don't know. Scott Coates. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say, is the top number four or five? Uh, five. Five. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just giving it fives all the way through, guys. I did say at the beginning I'm a big Van Halen fan. No. This album to me is like, again, there's not a bad track on here. You get a kick-ass start, kick-ass finish, some blues in the middle. You get a, a, a game-changing guitar solo. So, yeah, five overall. Would I recommend it? Absolutely. Like, if you want to understand rock. And, and in many ways, like, I love that, like, Van Halen-inspired bands like Foo Fighters are real rock bands, but also hair metal bands, too, right? And all those bands mm-hmm. love Van Halen. Um, influence my taste? I'm going to give it a five, but not right now, because... I know them, but I remember once I started hearing Van Halen, I was like, whoa, who are these guys? What is this? And I definitely started listening to more Van Halen and other kind of 70s type rock. So for me, yeah, it's fives all around. Sweet. I can Scott. Gregory? Yeah, I'll um, I'll give it all fives too, right? Like <laughs> I, I was going down a dangerous road with my mom being in a country music uh, radio station, so <laughs> listening to country music myself. But then Van Halen a pulled me off road. the brink. I oh, know, right? I could have been Inky breaking Harding in high school. And and this leading into Stone Temple Pilots and, and a bunch of stuff in between in the 80s really took me away from that and and kept my testicles in place. So <laughs> yeah, I consider I'm, that a bullet dodged. <laughs> I know, right? So I'm going to give it a five out of five for influence. Uh, you have to listen to it if you want to understand rock. You guys already said, you know, like that brown sound. Uh, there was nothing like it beforehand, and I still don't think there's anything. Is that, that the really one where you poop your pants? After it. That's right. I shit my pants every time I listen to this. It got very expensive this month on laundry. But, um, yeah, you know, like just the way he modded his guitars. He's, he's one of those guys that you know it's him when you hear just the guitar, right? Yeah. And, and so you got to listen to him if you want to know anything about rock. Uh, and so, was it yeah. like a, a Telecaster with Stratocaster pickups or something like that? 
I honestly can't remember. It was a while ago, but they had a whole thing where they were talking about, you know, him taking like, like, like sanding stuff down on his guitars and stuff like that and just completely Mm. altering the equipment itself. And then the way he played was completely different. So, yeah, he constantly tinkered with his guitars. Yeah. Totally. Right. He's, you know, it's like Angus Young. There's some guys you just know the guitar when you hear it. So, yeah. Five across the board for me. Damn, Darren. Damn. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty close too. I, I. I'm four and a half across the board. I think I'll just take a half point because I'm. I'm trying not to give out as many fives. But really, at this group, it's just an awesome album. It's pretty near perfect. I think. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's. I don't know. I should. Okay, just five. five. <laughs> well, you know, if you do three, four point five, you're giving out yeah. as many fives. You're just putting a four. In. Have I told you there's legal vape pens now? <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend the Top Leaf uh, Florida Lemons. It's uh, Do we have a sponsor yet? Because you're just giving no. away free No, we should. We should. You know, yeah. I also found out that Bloom Cannabis, they only specialize in high THC. So anything you buy, you know, will be high. Should we put a legal disclaimer anyway, that you know, $5 all around for me. legal in Canada right. and certain states? Yeah, we are not condoning or promoting use of cannabis. That's right. In, but I in, hear if you're 13, it works even better. Whoa. Like, what? <laughs> I think. I'll cut that part. <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. Um, That's okay. Yeah. Right, back to you, Alan. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've got to give it a solid five across the board, which is something wow. that I pretty rarely do on these reviews. But this one took me by surprise, and I'm happy for it. Uh, like, like Scott Coates was saying, just who some of my favorite bands were influenced by Van Halen. So that whole influence factor, plus the fact that now I want to listen to Van Halen too. Uh, I just kind of want to listen to the full discography the whole way through in a, in a chronological order. And yes, uh, that includes the uh, Sammy Hagar uh, version. Just, I don't just mind, I don't mind a couple of those. <laughs> I like that one, that okay. Why Can't This Be Love? That's a good song. It was on the Twister soundtrack. Come on. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah, fives across the board for me. I think this is a really great album, uh, and everyone should everyone should listen to it if you like rock and roll, just to and hard rock and hair metal and all of that stuff because it really was a very influential album out the gates back in 1978, and it does not sound like it came from the 70s. If you listen to this, it does not sound like it's a a record from the 70s at all. It holds up extremely well. Yeah. Um, so everyone should check it out. Word. And Steel Panther. And Steel Panther. Yes. <laughs> they, they go well together. It's a nice chaser. Indeed. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's probably it for the, for the Van Halen review. So who's up next? Uh, Scott. Is Gregory. Me, I believe. Right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. I have the album picked. I just have to do the recording uh, tomorrow night. I can give you a hint if you want. We are into March, so yeah. He he uh, only produced one studio album, which includes a letter and uh, Cohen cover, and then he died. Ah, oh, poor guy. Raffi. That's your clue. It is Raffi. Raffi Torres, actually. Torres. He's a hockey player. That's weird. I know, right? But little did you know, he released an album before he died. Yeah. And came back as a hockey player. 
<laughs> All right, cool. Okay, thanks, guys. Cool. Great pick. Yeah. Yeah, right. great pick. Super fun album. Yes. Yeah, definitely. A plus plus would listen again. Thanks to all the listeners out there. You can find us on the soniccollective.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook. And you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast materials. But you already know that because you're listening to it. So what do I know? Anyway, Sonic Collective signing out until next time. Cheers. Cheers.